Good morning and welcome to Sunday Morning with Love in Action. I am Ken Tuck and I'm so thankful that you have joined me this morning as we open up God's Word. We're going to continue our series on the whole armor of God. If you have missed any of the lessons, you can listen to it on the Love in Action podcast, which you can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So just search for the Love in Action podcast and check it out. We have done two lessons in this series, so today is number three. Last week, we started looking at the three subsections of the whole armor of God. As we read Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20, we see that it's divided up into three subsections. Last week, we looked at two of those, and the first one was the Lord's strength, and the second one, standing firm. Today, we'll look at the third subsection of the whole armor of God, and that is being consistent in prayer, the power of prayer and supplication in the spirit. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we do, I want to open up in prayer, but also we want to remember that this weekend is Memorial Day weekend, Monday being Memorial Day, and it's a time for us to stop and reflect on those who have given their lives in service to this country so we can have the freedoms that we enjoy today unlike any other country in the world. We are extremely blessed. Even though we've gone down some tough roads this past year, year and a half, we still are extremely blessed and we need to be thankful for those who have sacrificed their lives so we can have freedoms. For example, the freedom to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ over the airwaves. You can't do that everywhere around the world. So there's so many freedoms that people have given their lives for and we need to be thankful. And so let's go to our Lord in prayer and let's be thankful for what God's done for us, how Jesus gave his life, the ultimate sacrifice, so we can all have eternal life with him. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come to you with thanksgiving. We thank you for who you are, God. You are God Almighty. You are the creator of heaven and earth. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Father, we worship you. We praise you. We thank you. We love you. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus, for giving us an opportunity to come back into fellowship with you, to come back into relationship with you, to be forgiven of our sins, to be spared of your wrath, and to be given life, life here on earth, and life eternal with you. We praise you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this country, Lord, that we live in. Lord, I know it's a, it's a mess in many different ways, but Lord, we're still extremely blessed to have the freedoms that we have so, Lord, we thank you for those who have served in the U.S. military armed forces throughout the whole time this has been a country. Lord, people have laid down their lives to give us freedoms. And, God, we thank you. We thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for their families who have sacrificed as well. And, Lord, those who have lost loved ones recently, Lord, and, and they're living with the pain of that, Lord, we pray for them, that you will comfort them, Father God. And give them peace as well. And Father, we thank you for the freedom to proclaim your gospel over the airwaves, on the radio, on the internet, through apps, through podcasts. God, there's so many ways that we can proclaim your gospel. And Lord, let us be good stewards of that. And I ask you, Father God, to use it, to use this broadcast today for your glory. And Lord, may we learn about your whole armor that you give us. 
and how to put it on and how to use it. All for your glory, Father. And as we open up your word, Father God, I pray that your Holy Spirit will teach us. Holy Spirit, lead us, guide us into all truths. And may we be doers of your word and not hearers only. And Father, if anyone out there is listening who has not made that decision to give their lives to you, I pray today will be that day. They call out to you, Father God. Just draw them to you and let them experience your love, your forgiveness like you want all of us to. So Father, again, we thank you, we praise you, and we love you. And it's in your holy name we pray. Amen. We're going to concentrate on verses 18 through 20 today. That's going to be our key scripture. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18 through 20. Again, our key text overall is in this series is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. So again, I just encourage you to, to read that and keep, keep reading it and keep focusing on it, keep praying about it, and just let God just minister to you what he's saying here. And I pray these teachings help all of us to understand how to properly put on and use the whole armor of God. Today, again, we're going to talk about prayer. So let's read that. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18 through 20. Praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me and opened in my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. And that's the Apostle Paul writing again. So we see here after God, through the Apostle Paul, lists six traditional pieces of a Roman armor as an analogy to spiritual armor that God gives us. The Apostle Paul urges all of us to be praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. So after we read about the individual pieces of the armor, then Paul talks about prayer. So how does that tie in together? Well, that's what today's about. Let's, let's dive into it. Prayer is an important part of our day-to-day lives, but how often do we really think about it being part of the armor of God or being associated with the armor of God? In most cases, probably not a lot, but it turns out that prayer is one of the most vital parts when we're talking about the armor of God. So we see Paul says, pray always. God's armor is comprehensive, and this series we're spending time, and we're going to take more time examining the whole armor, uh, from the ideas behind it to its purposes, to its application. So we can, I pray, fully understand it because it's such an important piece of scripture here that we're talking about and we're going to continue to study in this series. This armor of God we're talking about is absolutely essential to surviving and winning our battle against our enemy who is Satan. But right on the heels of the description, we see uh, the description of the armor of God. We see Paul adding this pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Some may be thinking, what in the world does that mean? Praying always and supplication, what, what is that? In the Albert Barnes notes on the Bible, he comments this, no matter how complete the armor, no matter how skilled we may be in the science of war, no matter how courageous we may be, we may be certain that without prayer, we shall be defeated. God alone can give victory. And when the Christian soldier goes forth armed completely for spiritual conflict, if he looks to God by prayer, 
he may be sure of a triumph. If we equip ourselves with what we just read right there, the importance of prayer, if we equip ourselves with God's armor, we must also be determined to keep a steady line of communications, to have a steady line of connection with God our Father, because he is the commander-in-chief, right? God is the commander of his spiritual army, and only God can lead us to victory. We can't do this by ourselves. If we start thinking we can do it by ourselves, we are defeated already. We can't do it without God. And God, who has already defeated the enemy, is going to walk us through this life and give us victory if we just depend on him. Battle after battle that we go through, if we look to God and we stay connected with him, and prayer is our way of staying connected with him, prayer and reading his word, we can stay connected with our Father. And when we do that, we can be assured that as we put on this armor that he's given us, he's going to lead us to victory. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, all I can do is pray? And it's kind of like it's, well, it's not that important. Uh, It's probably not going to be very helpful, but that's all I can do. It's kind of like they're being apologetic about praying, and that's all they can do. Some of us may have said that before, too, but let me tell you, that is the wrong attitude to have for prayer because prayer is extremely important. Prayer is extremely powerful, and it's powerful because of who we pray to. We see Jesus praying often. So if Jesus, the Son of God, found it important to pray, then we need to have an active prayer life as well. So we see Paul, he's talking about prayer, and he says, pray always. How can we pray always? How can I be talking to you right now and be praying at the same time? That's that's probably a question a lot of us ask when we read that or when we hear that. Well, let's look at it. Let's look at Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. The Gospel of Luke chapter 18, verses 1 through 8. And he told them a parable to the effect that they ought to always pray and not lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused, but afterward he said to himself, Though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says, and will not God give justice to his elect, who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Luke wrote that Jesus gave the parable to teach that men, men and women, we should always pray and not lose heart. And this serves as a good starting point for understanding what it means to pray always. We must never give up in seeking help from our God, from our perfect God, from our holy and just God. The command to pray always is, he's not telling us that we must be in continuous, unceasing dialogue with God, you know, every second of the day. Rather, we must do this. We must develop a connection to God. And how do we do that? Well, a connection to God is maintained through regular prayer, Bible study, and a godly lifestyle. So those three things, regular prayer, regular Bible study, 
and living a, a, a godly lifestyle. That allows us to instantly come before our God in prayer in times of distress and need. Because we've got that connection already when we're doing those three things. And when we come to God, we can just, it's, it's just that instant connection. And these, these times of distress and needs, we're, we're right there. God's right there. He's with us. We're connected with them. And we have that attitude of prayer going on always as well. And another way to think about it is this. We all have an inner dialogue, don't we? I know many times most of us probably thought, man, I'm talking to myself. I must be nuts. But <laughs> no, everybody has that inner dialogue. So why don't we just turn that dialogue around? Instead of talking to ourselves, let's talk to God. That makes a lot of sense if you just stop and think about it. Why don't we just talk to our Father, our Creator, instead of talking to ourselves? What a supplication. Well, let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 6. Paul writes, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The Greek word there translated supplication in both Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, which is our key text for today, 18 through 20, and also here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, is translated deesis by the Strong's Concordance. And that means a petition or a special request of God. Supplication means to ask for something earnestly, humbly. And we're going to God and, and we're bringing a prayer request before him, a need before him, and that we're just earnestly seeking him for this answer. And, and we're humbly coming before him. That's what supplication is. So we're constantly in prayer. or We're praying always, having that attitude of prayer, having that connection already with God through an active prayer life, through regular reading and through living a godly life. And we come before him with prayer and supplication. So now what role does the Holy Spirit play in our prayers, in a Christian's prayer? Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 27. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 through 27. And Paul writes, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Since we don't always know how to pray, as we should, we have the Holy Spirit in us, and we are led by him. And that's what Paul is saying here. He says that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit himself, will make intercession for us. This means that Although we don't always know what to pray, right? Have you been in that situation? You don't know exactly what to pray or even how to pray? Well, here we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, and he's going to help us because he knows exactly what we should be praying for, and God knows our hearts because he's living in us through his Holy Spirit. So no matter how clumsy our prayers may be, no matter how jumbled or confusing they may be, just know this. God always knows what we're trying to say. Through his spirit working in us, our father has intimate knowledge of our hearts and our minds. So therefore he understands us and he'll always be working things out for the best in the long run. So when we're praying and we think we are just fumbling through a prayer and just not saying a good prayer or don't know what to say, as the spirit leads us to pray, 
God knows what we're, what we're trying to say because he lives in us. He knows our hearts. He knows our minds, so he knows our thoughts. So God knows what we're, we're saying, and, and the Holy Spirit's going to lead us in these prayers. If we would just open our mouth, the Holy Spirit's going to give us words to pray, just like he does when we're witnessing to others. The Holy Spirit will give us words to say. So we have to rely on the Holy Spirit to lead us in our prayer lives. And the Holy Spirit will help us develop our prayer lives. So how do we apply this? Well, first of all, let's ask ourselves, how often are we praying? Is it at night before we go to bed or when we wake up in the morning? Maybe wake up in the morning and go to bed. We need to be praying more. And we need to be praying often. I go through the day saying a lot of really short prayers. As I'm going about the day at Love and Action, or if I'm at home or wherever I'm at, I'm often having a conversation with God, and it may just be a five-second prayer or a 10-second prayer. Uh, you know, it's these short little communications that I have with my Father throughout the day, and it is good to have a long, you know, a set time where we can pray longer, obviously, but we just need to be in communication with Him throughout the day. And throughout the Bible, we see repeated examples of people who prayed regularly. As I mentioned earlier, Jesus prayed, and he often would find a secluded place away from the crowds to pray to the Father. Just read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and you'll see Jesus doing that and doing it often. Daniel, he was an Israelite taken captive to Babylon, and he made sure that he prayed three times a day. No matter what the Babylonians thought of him and his prayer times, he made sure he prayed three times a day. The author of Psalms 119, he seems to have prayed seven times a day. And you can see that in Psalms 119, verse 164. And yes, that's the longest chapter in the Bible. While you read through the Bible, we don't see that there's a set number of times uh, for how often we should be praying throughout the day or how long we should pray. But the thing is, and the key is, is we should make sure we give God adequate time on a regular basis. So if you're not doing that already, I just want to encourage you, set time aside each day to talk to God and don't take it lightly. Make a concentrated effort, an intentional effort to make time for God. If you have to put it in your calendar, put it in your calendar. Make a note and put it on the refrigerator or wherever you'll see it just to remind yourself until you get into the practice of praying regularly to the Father. Because prayer, again, is just so, so, so powerful and so important in this life that we're living for God. And if we fail to make time to talk with God, to establish a steady, well-founded relationship with our Father, we will not be in the proper mindset to be praying always. Remember, regular prayer, regular Bible reading and study, and living a godly lifestyle. Those are the three keys to get that connection with God, to be in that mindset of praying always. And if we aren't in that proper mindset of praying always, we will not be in the proper mindset to win our spiritual war. You may not know what, what to say, and that's okay. If, if you're a new Christian, you don't exactly know how to pray, don't feel alone. <laughs> 
because most every new Christian just don't know how to pray because we're new, right? It's like being born physically, and we're a baby. We don't know what to do. So our parents, they show us, they teach us how to eat, how to drink, how to do everything else we need to do to live in this life. So as we walk this spiritual life with God, we start out as babes in Christ, and then we grow to maturity. So we have to learn how to pray. And again, in the Bible, there are some great examples of prayer, and it's wonderful to pray those prayers. It's okay to pray those prayers. They're very powerful. Let me give you an example. The model prayer that Jesus gives us in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Jesus says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So here's a model prayer that Jesus gives us. And he says, starts out there, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What he's saying there is let your name be kept holy. Let your name be treated with reverence. So we come to God, our Father, you are holy. And I worship you. You know, we're just giving reverence to him and knowing that he is holy. And then Jesus says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're wanting God's will to be done in our lives. We're wanting God's will to be done right here on earth, just like it is in heaven. So we're, we're asking him, God, let your will be done. Let your will be done in my life. And then Jesus says, give us this day our daily bread. So we're praying for our physical needs. I had one brother say that daily bread may also be a spiritual need because we need Jesus, who is the bread of life. I said, you're absolutely right. That's definitely the, the bread that we need is the bread of life because Jesus says that we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we need that spiritual daily bread. We need that daily bread food to eat, to nourish our bodies. And then he says, forgive us our debts, forgive us our sins, as we also have forgiven our debtors or those who have sinned against us, those who have done us wrong. So we, we have to make sure we're asking God to forgive us. First John 1 John 1.9 says that when we confess our sins to God, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we need to ask God to forgive us. But we also have to forgive others because we can't be forgiven if we don't forgive. So we need to forgive others who have done us wrong as well. And then it says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So we're praying for God to protect us from the enemy, from Satan. And we need to pray for his protection around us at all times and lead us not into temptation. We need to pray before temptation. First thing in the morning, one, one of my first prayer requests to God is, give me strength to overcome all temptations that will come my way today. Because they will. Every day we're going to be tempted for various different things. And Satan knows our weak point, so he's going to tempt us in those areas the most. So pray before that temptation comes. Ask God to help us, to give us strength, to overcome, and to be able to resist every temptation. So there's a wonderful model prayer right there. We can start out right there with, with that list, if you will, that Jesus gives us to pray. And I want to encourage you to also be sure to pray for others. My wife does a great job of writing people 
that writing their names on her prayer list. Uh, she keeps it on her phone. So as she comes across someone who needs prayer, she enters it in on her prayer list so she can remember to pray for that person and to pray for whatever their needs are. And so we need to be praying for others. We need to be praying for our country. We need to be praying for those who don't know Jesus, that they will come to know him. We need to pray for brothers and sisters in Christ around the world who are persecuted because of their faith. So when we start praying and we start thinking about all these different things we can pray about, uh, it doesn't take long to go, oh, you know what? I can do this. <laughs> and God hears you. That's the awesome thing. He hears you. And he's going he's gonna to answer our prayers according to his perfect will, according to his perfect plan. And his way is always best. Like he says, his ways and his thoughts are so much higher than ours. And praise God that they are. <laughs> and he's going to take care of us. But we need to pray. We need to be people of prayer. Because when you think about a relationship, and that's what we're talking about here, a relationship with Almighty God. Because that's when he created Adam and Eve, that, that was the relationship he wants with all of us. We're there together. And it's like, it's like a dad with, the, with his children. And when we come to Christ, come to that saving knowledge of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we become children of God. And our Father wants to be with us. And we should want to be with our Father because He is such a good, good, good Father. He is awesome. He's the greatest Father. And so we need to have that relationship with Him. But if we're not communicating with Him, there's really not a relationship. Just think about personal relationships that we have with our spouses, with our family members, with our friends. If we don't talk to them, we don't communicate with them. I know nowadays we can text or Facebook message or whatever, but there's there's nothing like talking with somebody. But if we're not if we don't have that communication with them, then then there's no relationship. So we need to communicate with our father and prayer is our open line of communication to the father. And we need to use it. So use your prayer life, and your prayer life will develop over time. Don't get frustrated if you pray and you're like, man, I only prayed for about 30 seconds. But praise God, you prayed for 30 seconds. And again, it's not about the length of the prayer. Just let it come from your heart. As God knows your heart, and he loves you, and he wants to have this communication with you. So pray and remember that. Listening is also a very important part of our prayer life. I always look at it this way. God gives us two ears and one mouth. So we need to make sure we're using those two ears that he gave us to listen to him. Now, we may not hear this loud, booming voice from heaven, but it's that still, small voice that's we hear it in our hearts. And it's, it's hard to explain, but once you hear that small, still voice in your heart, you'll know what I'm talking about because we know when our Father is speaking to us. And it's hard to explain again, unless you, you experience it. But as you pray and you stop to listen, you're going to hear that still small voice. And you know when it's your father talking to you, your heavenly father. And if you're a follower of Jesus, then the Holy Spirit is in you. And he's going to let you know, hey, dad's speaking, listen up. And it's just, it's just part of prayer life, part of growing your prayer life. But we've got to have this prayer life to go along with the armor of God to be victorious in the battle against Satan. So those are the three subsections of the armor of God. Now, starting next week, we're going to look at the individual pieces 
of the armor. And we're going to start off with the belt of truth. So next week, we're going to look at the belt of truth. And for today, that wraps us up. We are out of time already. 30 minutes sure does fly by. But thank you again for joining me. If you're out traveling, going to the beach, lake, mountains, wherever, on this Memorial Day weekend, please be safe. And please, no matter what you're doing, where you're going, tell somebody about Jesus. And remember, pray. Let this long weekend be an opportunity to start developing your prayer life. Remember that God loves you. He loves you so much he sent his one and only son. And I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.